Blog Talk Radio. Australia Radio Show with your host, Mike Holt. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, no matter where you are in the world, welcome to the Restore Australia Radio Show with your host, Mike Holt. My special guest today is Luke McKee, a refugee from Australia. Hmm, I don't know how that works, but Let's ask him. Luke, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us what you do and why you are a refugee? Well, um, yeah, I'm not a refugee to Australia. I'm a refugee from Australia on UNHCR letterhead in Hong Kong before Snowden even went there. Now, why am I a refugee? Well, um, I found out after leaving Australia, after noticing some police surveillance, that my house was raided. I got the search warrant for the said raid and it had Australia's first outlaw motorcycle gang-inspired legislation on the search warrant. We've never found out if I didn't call up my neighbours because my neighbours were roughed up by the police. And all this went down, believe it or not, where an Australian movie was filmed. My driver's licence said I lived at 17 of 16 William Street, Leichhardt, and you can go there on Google Earth and see the Australian film The Square, the movie, was filmed there. Mm. And uh, the filming was delayed because uh, one of my neighbours was a woman beater and uh, and uh, my, my witnesses in my case were good Samaritans and intervened and they were arrested by the police and I called them up to see how they were going back in early 2000, January 2008. And uh, they said they had won their case because the woman beater couldn't keep himself out of jail as a police witness before the court hearing. And then I found out, oh, by the way, uh, three detectives with baseball bats forced entry into your apartment. And so my eight years of began. No, uh, I, was, I, was in, I was in South Korea at the time. Hmm. I can tell my whole story in Korea, and I've been in Korea for eight long. So, um, yeah, um, that, that's how it began. And I was scratching my head going, what is this 60C Crimes Act? And uh, this is where the Greens come in, come in in a very funny way. When the law was introduced, the Law Society of New South Wales and the homosexual-headed Stephen Blank's New South Wales Council for Civil Liberties uh, gave a letter to former Communist Party of Australia member, Lee Rhiannon, who you'll be running against in the Senate. Well, mm-hmm. not, probably not in Queensland, but not running directly against, but mm. you'll be going against her, uh, said that only corrupt police would use this law to provide a running cover for their corrupt acts. Well, who were the, who are the only police to rise, rise to the expectations of the Greens gay rights spokesperson that would use such a said law. Hmm. The New South Wales Gay and Lesbian Liaison Officers. Hmm. Now, people listening to this and going, I never heard of no special gay police. 
What? We don't have gay police who wear purple in Australia and wear pink-triangle.org logos designed by Hitler's Waffen SS to designate homosexuals who must die with pride? What crazy stuff is this guy talking about? Well, you can all go to facebook.com slash police GLBTI and see that they just had a massive gay police conference. Because, you know, in South Africa, under apartheid, if a white person pointed a finger at a black person, only a white cop was good enough mm -hmm. because that was apartheid. And allegedly that was wrong. Now, yeah. we now have gay apartheid. We live in a gay apartheid country. And South Africa should boycott Australia in the cricket and the rugby because we have a segregated gay apartheid police force. Now, technically... Is this, is this officially sanctioned? Being trained. Is this officially um, sanctioned? The Greens praise it in Parliament all the time. Every state has it. Uh, South Australia was the last to get them uh, in uh, 2009, I believe. Um, basically, according to conjecture, which I've seen, over 60% of the gay and lesbian liaison officers identify as homosexual themselves. It's a role in the police you have to volunteer for. So the majority is gay. I take it from a now deleted YouTube video where Channel 10, the panel, did a story on uh, gay police. And someone identifying as a gay police officer on YouTube 10 years ago was saying that 60% of them are gay. So that's why I draw that from. But the majority of them are. Mm. And um, so if a gay person points their finger at you, uh, the odds are you'll have a gay with a gun coming after you. Now, um, that's what happened to me. I had a gay name. How did my story begin? You, you want to go back to the beginning of mm -hmm. how I transformed into just a regular guy who was an IT consultant and who fell back on his six foot ten body to be a bouncer sometimes. Mm. How I transmorphed into the man accused of the rarest crime in Australia. Oops. I made, a, I made another bold call. I better back it up. Uh, tinyurl, this is the link by the way, tinyurl.com slash 60c dash stats. That gives you a spreadsheet made by the New South Wales Bureau of Criminal Statistics and Research showing only two people were accused of this crime before me, which has a 100% conviction rate and no case law. Now the skeptics will say, that's just a Google Doc spreadsheet that proves nothing. But it has a reference number on it, and anyone is welcome to get their own freshly minted copy of that directly from the government department I just named, Boxer mm. Bureau. So um, unless you can think of a crime with less than two convictions, I am the man accused of the rarest crime in Australia. Mm. Sorry to be a prima donna, but uh, that's how the cookie crumbled. Someone has to get the shortest straw, don't they? Mm. And so what, what has been the upshot of this? Have you actually been taken to court or charged with anything? Um, well, I've been, in, I've been in exile because I, the scary thing is, is with this 100% conviction rate, let's just project you into this. If you're accused of a crime that exists in no other state in Australia and no other country on earth, hmm. crime of obtaining true personal information on a law enforcement officer, crime of knowing you're a victim of a hate crime, uh, because two gay police didn't want to pick up your rock-solid CCTV alibi because it would incriminate the gay neighbour who brought them in and require two lesbian police to do an arrest outside the, be outside the bedroom for a change, 
Now, I'm talking about lesbian police, and you're going, oh, my God, I can't believe it. How do, how do you know a cop's even gay? Well, one of the cops, back to rugby again, represents Australia. Her name is Tui Ornsby, and I've got, she's in the UK Mirror newspaper article entitled Boosted by a Lesbian Tiff for doing same-sex domestic violence, almost occasionally in death, of her teammate, Cheryl Swoon, who took a paddle overdose after a savage beatdown on a rugby tour back in 2002. And you can see her photo on rugby.com.au, and you can see her photo on that gay police book page I said earlier. She's one of the two arresting officers. So she's in the mainstream news for being a gay criminal police officer, and I'm accused of the crime of knowing it. And, of course, those two photos from the police website and the rugby website match up. So it's not really a conspiracy theory. It's common sense at this point to mm. know that I was discriminated against. And, um, yeah, so this is how it started. And I'm not going to dwell on this and go into minute detail because my father, who you have spoken to earlier, because you don't let anyone loose on your radio show, Hmm. Um, has done a joint radio interview with me on my YouTube channel, and then he did a freedom of information request. And he proved in that FOI that 60C Crimes Act was used against me by internal affairs, known in the new age term as professional standards command. And who was the head of professional standards when this happened? Catherine Judith Burns, Australian police medal winner, who is in the newspaper today in the Daily Telegraph. She's there with the Grand Mufti of Australia mm. at the Martin Place siege event mm -hmm. that Clover Moore says is not Islamic terrorism because all jihadists have a mental illness, so therefore all Islamic State jihad is a mental illness and not terrorism. Um, so she was there with the Grand Mufti who has been linked to a, another Egyptian... Um, imam mm -hmm. that has arrest warrant pending on him for inciting acts of terrorism and he's in a he's involved in a petition to get this said radical cleric the um, charges dropped it's, it's amazing that we've we just found out very recently that the Grand Mufti controls 38,000 security guards fully armed and trained all Muslims he can call on those people any time he likes. So in other words, he's got his own private army in Australia that the, uh, the government has no control over and they are legally registered firearms owners. This is very scary stuff. And they all run to Queensland to get their licenses that they can't get in New South Wales. There's a video on my YouTube channel about that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I'm, I'm a licensed security officer in New South Wales. One of my main witnesses... I can't name because they can take his uh, security license away if you do any political action and are critical of police, mm. but was dragged into Leichhardt Police Station to be questioned on order from Catherine Burns. Now, um, it sounds very toxic, doesn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, she, I, I was saying that she was doing dodgy search warrants online before the main, again, before the mainstream news came out with her alleged legal, illegal wiretapping of 150 police and journalists, including her rival for the top job, Nick Calvert, mm -hmm. who is attacking 
the Reclaim Australia movement. So your debt, so the likely in our successor for the New South Wales Police, I will let you know you're damned either way. Catherine mm -hmm. Burns is my, nem my nemesis incarnate and is a tool of um, the gay lobby, Clover Moore and others, and the Greens. And um, you've got a, um, a multicultural, uh, a big multicultural uh, advocate being the other, other choice there. So it's not looking good who's going to be leading the New South Wales Police Force uh, next. Look, we're going to take a quick break now and have a listen to a song by a bloke we all know, Johnny Farnham, singing an ACDC classic, We Will Rock You. remarks about the Reclaim Australia rallies recently, um, he's still got one of the best voices I've ever heard. 
This is the Restore Australia radio show with your host Mike Holt and my guest today is Luke McKee. Luke, uh, we were just talking before about uh, how pedophilia is actually being legalised in Australia. How is this possible? Well, it is the greatest achievement of the gay and lesbian rights lobby, glrl.org.au. Go to History About Us. And their first great achievement is getting those special gay police we talked about earlier. Now, um, they they said they wanted to make the age of consent laws equal. So first it was lowered to 16-year-old girls, and then the the gays had to have the same thing. But in New South Wales, it's now legal for a gay man who's 60 years old, who has AIDS virus, not to tell a 16-year-old looking boy has Mm. the AIDS virus when he bareback sex in. That's a disgusting thing to talk about, but what's more disgusting is it's legal. The transmission of the AIDS virus in New South Wales has been decriminalised. And in Melbourne, the Greens organised, and others at the AIDS conference last year, organised a big march demanding the same, as well as total legalisation and unregulation of prostitution. Hmm. So... Um, that is a very scaring thing when these two laws combine together. Mm. Now, imagine, imagine if someone's, if some parent who was, went along with the tolerance brigade and accepted and loved their, their, their kid. Now, Ginger Gorman, we talked about before, is writing, fresh chili on Twitter, is writing stories about trainee boys in primary schools. She is saying on Twitter that due to the work of James Cantor, PhD, which I think is pseudoscience personally, but I'm not qualified to comment, playing around with EKGs and stuff, that pedophiles are born that way. Now, if if people are born pedophiles, then we have to go, oh, they're by the grace of God, there go I, and have tolerance for them. That's Mm. why. So she's saying we have to accept that pedophilia is here, and it's natural, just like homosexuality. All your listeners right now are going, what did he just say? That's total BS. Of course. Mm. It's a perversion and a choice. That is my belief. I'm just being a bit of devil's advocate on everyone here to wake them up. Yeah, well, look, you know, let's look at history because there were periods in, in various periods in history where pedophilia was actually perhaps not sanctioned by the law but certainly accepted. I think it was accepted in certain times during Roman times. But we've, we've moved on from those days. We are no longer, you know, so unevolved and so just depraved. I mean, let's face it, sometimes in, in Roman history it was very depraved. But that's not the case today. So why are we all of a sudden going backwards? This is just not right. Well, people who are conservative by nature want to cling on to how things were and, and how things are not, well, de-evolving. And it's actually a crime to be conservative. This is what we're going to be talking about. Um, all the conservative candidates in the upcoming elections face political persecution and potentially jail for contempt of court for going against the queer agenda. Hmm. Let's have some real case law examples of what has happened. 
Um, you know, what are, you, um, what are your views on the um, Bob Catter party? Would you put them at the top of your, towards the top end of your preference how to vote sheets? No, because I actually rang up the party a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I asked them do they support citizens-initiated referendums, and they said no. So I won't support any, any party that does not support citizens-initiated referendums. But I will support um, any, any uh, patriot party or any activist party that does support it. So it's, it's really, this, this is what I stand for, citizens-initiated mm. referendums. And with those, then we can have a say in how we're governed and what laws we want. And I tell you what, I think the majority of Australians would be horrified if they were asking in a referendum to, to vote in favour of um, pedophilia. And yet these, these so-called... Uh, people who are supposed to be in there governing on our behalf are, are showing themselves to be just totally depraved. We can't afford to do this anymore. This is why I'm standing for uh, citizens-initiated referendums. We must get this. Otherwise, our country is, in, is doomed. We're in big trouble. Well, uh, I share your views about the Catter Party because the Project TV... Uh, on, in, on Channel 10. Now, I don't watch much Australian TV because I've been exiled 10 years, but I dug this one up on YouTube. They had Catter um, on there belittling Bernard Gaynor mm. and Tess Corbett, two former Bob Catter Australia Party candidates who were targeted by the queers, and one particular queer in, in, who is also targeting my father and also targeted you. And that's how we found each other, mm. one Gary, Gary Burns. Now, Tess Corbett was ambushed with a loaded question by a queer journalist in a country newspaper in the middle of nowhere in Victoria, Lake Bolac, where she lives, a nearby mm. newspaper. And she said, what do you think about the queer law reform uh, to move, remove Section 25 from the Victorian Equal Opportunities Act that makes it lawful for a gay teacher to be dismissed uh, for coming out and indoctrinating K to 12-year-old students, basically was the gist of the question when you put it in all the context. Mm. And she said, boldly, like the other bold person who got arrested in South Australia, Tobin I mentioned earlier, I quote, I don't want to have gays or pedophiles in my kindergarten. Absolutely she not. Owns a, she owns a kindergarten, and um, she... Uh, Your voice she, is... So she said that, and the Anti-Discrimination Board of New South Wales, with its president, Stefan Kurzaksan, and uh, an Armenian Turk, who is directly attacking on ABC radio the Reclaim Australia protest and Patriot Movement protests running a political thought crime court who has ruled that it is a crime to vilify any convicted gay pedophile because if you vilify a gay pedophile, you vilify all gays because they are one and the same. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that case because that's my father's case and another case. But anyway, this test Corbett... So, hang on a moment. Also so, in other words... In other words, what she's saying is that if you're a, uh, a gay, you're a pedophile as well? No, she said gay or pedophiles. I want to discriminate against both of those groups separately. She didn't say gays and pe pedophiles mm. who are gay. 
her language was the word all. Mm. Now, the Anti-Discrimination Board and NCAT NSW on Twitter. Our Anti-Discrimination Board is no discrim on Twitter, and they're praising Bruce Jenner with their government department Twitter account. You know, the, the Bruce Jenner, I think, oh, what's it, Catlin Jenner, whatever it is, what, yeah, they change their names, whatever, whatever. So this political thought crime tribunal said, if you talk to a local newspaper in the back, the, no one reads, there's a very low read, readership in, a, in the back of, back of uh, Victoria, that is accessible on the internet. And any web page accessible on the internet could be read by a New South Wales resident. Therefore, we have jurisdiction. Bernard Gaynor, a political candidate from the Australian Liberty Alliance, uh, defeated that and narrowed the jurisdiction in court. Mm. But the queers are appealing with K&L Gates, expensive lawyers, on behalf of Gary Burns. And Gary Burns is an unemployed pensioner on the mental disability benefit. He's a serial litigator too, isn't he? That's how he makes his oh, money. We're going to give you many examples of, of, of his serial litigation. I've done radio interviews about that, and mm. people have just linked to my radio interviews and put it on their blog, and the Anti-Discrimination Board has done the effort of mm. transcribing yours truly. And, and uh, that's an interview on a controversial radio station um, or controversial show, The Daily Stormer, about Gary Burns. But um, it's actually, I actually behaved myself and was more, even more politically correct than I am now. Mm. And um, I talked about his history and how he got started. So I won't focus on Gary Burns from 1996 to 2005 so much. I'll focus on some of his more recent high-profile cases due to constraints of time. Mm. But if you want to know, he started out at the Gladesville RSL as the gay, glassy, pulling pipes. And if, if two, two people are doing a gay joke in a bowling club, the walls have ears, and the net anti-discrimination board will prosecute. It was his first case. Mm. So, um, you know, this is uh, thought crime. People are being picked up for thought crime everywhere. Now, there are some defences against um, what people are saying. Now, Tess Corbett's defence, I would have thought, was the law in Victoria allows lawful discrimination against gays who want to work in preschools because the politicians, when the um, Equal Opportunity Act was made in, in the 90s, didn't want to have gays go walking up to preschools and saying, I do sodomy sex, mm. don't hate, don't discriminate, let me touch your baby." Now, oh, I did not try that with mine. Oh, I'll give you an example of where it was tried. Every high school student in Victoria in the Oxford University Press textbook, Commerce and the Law, I only found this chapter because it's, it's free online, Chapter 10, Sport and the Law, have to study the case of Ken Campnolio versus Bonnie Dern Football Club. Uh, he was a gay man who a judge agreed in court proceedings was giving gay porn and alcohol to under-16-year-old under boys when he wasn't volunteering as a masseuse, touching their young, sweaty bodies. And, Gary, and, and, and um, Bonnie Doon uh, was a feeder club for uh, Hawthorne, I think, and 
Jeff Kennett was the president at the yeah. time, former Premier of Victoria. And Jeff Kennett made a very vague comment, musing, that such a man who's touching the young boys and the parents don't want him there. was basically all he said. Mm. And Gary Burns sued him and was all covered by all the newspapers. I mean, the newspapers have even covered him spitting in the face of our current Prime Minister's wife, Lucy Turnbull. Yet he's an asset of New South Wales police. He's getting Muslim groups to threaten uh, Bernard Gaynor. Mm. You want to find Gary Burns' blog... Just go, go to Google and type accused Muslim terrorist and gay activist preach tolerance. Mm. And then you'll see Zaki Maller, the same guy who was on ABC Q&A, but the Prime Minister said without the word queer, queer heads will roll at the ABC. Tony mm. Abbott said that. Now, Gary Burns is the only blogger that advertises the fact he has in close contact with him and has um, his mobile number and Gary Burns has used his ABC media contact, um, contacts to do horrible stalking and harassment of two of his other vic- my, more minor victims, Christine Snit, a Latrobe Valley uh, anti-Bendigo Moss campaigner mm. who's got strong popular support for that movement in Bendigo and also uh, immensely, uh, immensely challenged uh, Christian Hillsong-affiliated church-going taxi driver who, before his injury, did a uh, master's in psychology. And uh, uh, this, 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 I don't know why he did it, but he did study gender science as well. He's not gay. He's happily married. But the queers will uh, tease him all day like they tease me and my family and everyone else who is fighting their agenda to normalise pedophilia mm. by, crimi- by criminalising the act of dissent against it. If you dissent, I've been told by many people, that if you dissent against lawful 16-year-old boy with gay police and gay teacher sex in New South Wales, that's homophobic, not well, to accept the law. You know what we say? If a law is obviously illegal or bad for the... Um for the citizens of a country, we have a legal and moral right to oppose that law and to break that law. And that's what we should all be doing in this case. These people have got away from ah, it, with it for far too point, long exactly. because they are, we are not challenging them. They're, we're letting them get away with it. Well, I'm sorry, but I am not going to let them get up with it. Them now. That's what this is all about. Okay, well, look, let's have a break. Uh, this part of the show, we normally read something from the Quran. Each week we read some passages or a passage from the Quran. Today I'm going to read a few passages because they're all pretty self-explanatory. Each one of these passages or surahs talks about what Muslims should do when they come across a, an infidel. And that's you and me. We are all infidels if we are not Islamic. In the Quran, Surah 8, verse 57... If thou comest upon them in the war, deal with them so as to strike fear in those who are behind them, that haply they may remember. In other words, do whatever you can to scare the enemy. This includes, of course, terrorism. In the Quran, Surah 8, verse 67, 
It is not for a prophet that he should have prisoners of war until he had made a great slaughter in the land. In other words, Muhammad believed that unless he had slain a lot of his enemy, there was no point in taking prisoners of war. He didn't want them. And that's the same with Muslims today. They don't take prisoners of war, they kill you. Surah 8, verse 59 and 60. And let not those who disbelieve suppose that they can outstrip Allah's purpose. Lo, they cannot escape. Make ready for them all they are canst of armed force and of horses tethered, that thereby ye may dismay the enemy of Allah and your enemy. So once again they are talking about scaring us with terrorism. And in the Quran, Surah 8, verse 65, O Prophet, exhort the believers to fight. Yes, this is militant Islam. This is actually Islam. Those who say that Islam is the religion of peace obviously have never read the Quran properly. And finally, Surah 9, verse 5. So when the sacred months have passed, then slay the idolaters wherever you find them and take them captive and besiege them and lie in wait for them in every ambush. Then if they repent and keep up prayer and pay the poor rate, leave their way free to them. Now according to this verse, the best way of staying safe from Muslim violence is to convert to Islam, that is prayer or salat, and the poor tax, zakat, are among the religion's five pillars. This popular claim that the Quran only inspires violence within the context of self-defense is seriously challenged by this passage as well, since the Muslims to whom it was written were obviously not under attack. Had they been, then there would have been no waiting period, and earlier verses make it a duty for Muslims to fight in self-defense even during the sacred months. So this historical context is Mecca after the idolaters were subjugated by Muhammad and posed no threat. Once the Muslims had power, they violently evicted those unbelievers who would not convert. And this is their doctrine even today. This is Mike Holt, your host on the Restore Australia radio show. And my guest today is Luke McKee. And he is a refugee from Australia, not to. Uh, Luke, we were just talking before um, listening to that verse from the Quran about the law as it applies today and obviously these laws are not only bad for our country, they are just crazy and yet we've been letting these politicians get away with and the judges pass these laws um, without challenging them. It's time to challenge them. What do you say? My dad's doing exactly that. I think it's time to talk about what my dad's doing and what he's going through. Mm-hmm. So we know my dad was targeted. Yes because he did a freedom of information request proving Deputy Commissioner Catherine Burns' uh, department, um, Professional Standards, a.k.a. Internal Affairs, is responsible for using the country's first outlaw motorcycle gang law. What's the proof for that? Well, it's pretty easy to find. I'm all about you know, proving that I've got credibility, such as yourself, because mm-hmm. we are regularly attacked by the, by the liberal media. Right. So let's just give a government source, shall we? Go to the Parliament homepage of New South Wales. You go to all bills after 1997. You choose letter C on the alphabet divider. 
right. you go to crimes amendment in brackets, police and other law enforcement officers bill 2002. It is the only bill on the New South Wales Parliament website to have Hansard censored and redacted in 2007 when my case began. What is redacted is a Liberal MP, uh, sorry, sorry um, a, a Liberal, uh, I use American jargon because I've lived in a satellite American, uh, uh, more from, most of my friends are Americans because they're very conservative libertarians, but a, um, a left-wing politician, Peter Breen, said if this law existed 10 years prior, uh, the framed Hilton bomber, Tim Anderson, who's a lefty who hates me because he's a greenie, would still be in jail for the Hilton bombing. Mm. So his name was brought up in the 60s. And Lee Rhiannon, as I said earlier, said only corrupt police would use the law. That's in the censored part, the non-extract version of the, of the um, re second reading or third reading of the um, Act. Now, it makes it a crime. This legislation was targeted against outlaw motorcycle gangs. Mm. Here's the thing. How many bikies have been accused of the first bikie gang law? A definition of a bikie gang law, because the law itself doesn't discriminate. It just says criminal group. Well, that's so, it. I don't believe I've ever heard of anyone. Have you? Well, I'm, I'm this 60C. I'm the first publicly known person to be accused and the first person accused of the post-2006 gang laws bill, New South Wales, amended version. So you're, you're, not a, you're not a bikie, are you? I've got no tattoos and I ride a uh, 125cc scooter. Oh, Jesus, you're a mean bikey, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this, this was really made because an Aboriginal man took his shirt off when his brother was being arrested in the New South Wales Supreme Court case, number 75, year 2000, Mellivers Lowe. And the transcript is so explicit that I can't say it on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> so I suggest you look it up for laughs, laugh factor alone. Basically, uh, Aboriginal guy took a shit off, and his brother was being arrested, and say, we have our own way of getting you dogs expletive deleted back. The police waddled off and came back and charged him with the predecessor to 60C Crimes Act, 60 brackets, one of the Crimes Act, crime of intimidating police. Mm. And the judge nullified the law when he asked the six police, were you intimidated by a shirtless Aboriginal man with his wife holding his arms around him when you were pointing to Smith and Westerns? Were you that pussy? And Hoist on their own petard. <laughs> The police wildcard, jail, the whistleblowers have got dirt on police corruption or, or government pedophiles or whatever law was destroyed. Mm. And they had to bring it back. And this 2002, as you know, is before the South Australian bikie gang laws, which are 2005. Mm. And where do these crime of association laws come from, the newer generation of bikie gang laws? Not from the Australian government. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. comes from the United Nations right Office of Drugs and Crime Palermo meeting. I had a feeling that the UN was involved. Oh, yes, they were. And the Australian federal government made a, made a promise that we would interfere in state politics and get the states to make outlaw motorcycle gang laws. Mm. And, they, the, and in their papers on their website, uh, this, this 
uh, 60C has been called an outlaw motorcycle gang law by a UNODC publication called Palermo on the Pacific Rim, launched in 2009 in a press conference in Thailand covered by News Corp by Andreas Skollenhart, Queensland University TC Byrne School of Law professor. Mm. So, you know, clearly the UN said it's a bike and the, and the Greens love you, the UN. They mm. want to have a UN global government, which they got last week in Paris. Mm. So, you know, this is... But they're against outlaw motorcycle gang laws. Oh, they're hypocrites. And speaking of Greens' hypocrisy, when only gay police use the law they said only corrupt police would use, they amended it. 60B Crimes Act is the only, is a very, 60C Crimes Act is the only indictable offence, which is offence that gets five years jail or more. Indictment in the dictionary means indictment by jury. Mm-hmm. But they made a new classification for indictment, which means if you're accused of a cop, of having dirt on the said cop, you're not allowed to have a jury, there'll be no case law, and it will go through the local court. And who brought, who brought that law in? That, that, well, look, at the, look at the bill I mentioned before. It also amended the Criminal Procedure Act to make that category of no juries allowed if you complain against corrupt police. Our government's running a mock. Well, that's right. So, so this 60B Crimes Act is a crime of knowing who a police officer has, quote, the old version before the Greens amended it, as I was saying, to protect a minority of a minority of a minority. Minority politics to the extreme. Mm. How many gay police spouses, lesbian partners? Because the word said spouse in the act. And there was no gay marriage, so they had to jump the gun to make it a crime to know who a gay police officer has sex with. <laughs> the Greens amended that. And we'll be talking about the Greens in a lot of great detail because David Shoebridge is going into court with Gary Burns, who is accusing my father of the crime of vilifying two gay men who had sex with a 22-month-old Russian infant and inspired the Russian democracy to make a unanimous vote in the Duma, 444-0, to stop Australian gay marriage activists and American gay marriage activists like Mark Newton and Peter Trong, a.k.a. archive.org slash details slash two dads are better than one, capital letter, no spaces of each word. Listen to the ABC journalists in Australia giggle and praise the baby rapists. Mm. If you can't vilify, if all the people that deserve vilification, that has to be it. Okay? Yeah. And they're now saying, we're victims. I was raped as a child that, you know, by, by gay pedophiles when I was young. Now, this is unbelievable. So that, that's what main reason why my dad's been prosecuted in the, by the Anti-Discrimination Board and NCAT. He's been in court for two years. He spent $40,000 in legal fees over a comment on a causes campaign called Facebook should stop distributing illicit images of children. Now, when I was researching the uh, case of all the Tasmanian uh, archbishops, and actually all the archbishops in Australia, the Catholic Church, potentially facing jail for the crime of giving a leaflet to all of their 14,000 school children that the Guardian newspaper covered the day after it was given out, 
And it said in the book, messing with marriage is messing with kids. And the context is messing with traditional marriage because that's what the whole booklet was about. Mm-hmm. But the, Green, the Greens transvestite political candidate who lodged this complaint at the Tasmanian Anti-Discrimination Board, it's only New South Wales and Tasmania that have homosexual vilification. That's why it was Gary Burns, I mentioned before, who had to hit Jeff Kennett with a crime of saying, you know, that a man who admits in court he gives gay porn and alcohol to minors shouldn't be touching young boys against their parents' wishes. And he was in court arguing that a young child's body belongs to the state and the parents have no right to separate a gay activist. And this Ken Campnolio guy is running a mobile art school for little kids now as his business. And it's just scary, you know, that nothing is done. And he's he's on queer radio saying, I'm the victim, I'm the victim. Mm. So it's just, your listeners just don't know what these people are capable of. And the wife of the... um, the football club, Vanilla Bonnie Doon Football Club, had a stroke with all the harassment that the gay, the, the gay gang stalking gave them alone. Mm. So your listeners can't actually relate to the fact that gay people, or some of your listeners might not, but I hope most of them will, that gay people, unfortunately, are not divine beings mm. who are not subject to the flaws of human nature. They're capable of discrimination and they're capable of hate crimes. Mm. And, that, and they're capable of extremist ideology, which is no different to Muslim extremists. Yep. It's the same mental illness, it is. as Clover Moore puts it. And they have to be confronted for the sake of our children. Mm. That's what motivates us, not hate, but love right. and protection of the innocent. Asian Indo-Chinese women are being treated as $1 an hour or $6,000 for nine months to breed white babies in yellow rooms for gay men. And right. uh, what, I know, what I know about this business that's been kicked out of Thailand, but the Liberal Party, Julia Bishop, went to Thailand and said, let the gay men take the babies they're buying home. The Royal Thai Police should not stop them. We intend to let them break our own law in Australia, 10C Crimes Act, two years jail that combines with the Surrogacy Act 2010. We want these gay criminals to break our law and break your law. Let them come home. Mm. And the Australian government is without family court orders from the Thai family court letting gay men kidnap, legally kidnap and human traffic hundreds and hundreds of children. And even SBS The Feed, which is an overtly queer operation, Who's one of their one of their own staff members, Anne Lynn, personally took it upon herself to censor my YouTube channel because I had a video of a gay, so-called gay imam saying Islam supports a gay marriage when the average Islamic person believes that subversion of Islam is punishable by death. That is a moderate Muslim, not an extremist Muslim. Therefore, gay marriage in a mosque must be punished by death. And right now, in Victoria, the Greens are going to remove all religious vilification exemptions. 
from the Anti-Discrimination Act. SamHiggins.com has even got the draft bill on his site. And we're not just talking about uh, the, the target. They want to have a gay boy kissing subculture in every Christian schools. Parents hmm. cannot even pay for the privilege of getting their kids away from the government safe school program where drag queens come into schools and children are actually told you might be homosexual. You never know until you try. Homophobia is everyone who is heterosexual, by definition, is homophobic. This is the same socialists and, yeah. and the, the Fabians, you know, this is their, their, their way of undermining our society. <clears throat> so, excuse me. This is their way of undermining our society so that they can bring in a socialist utopia. Well, it ain't going to happen because people like me are standing up and we are, we are not going to let it happen. This, is, this has gone far enough. Anyway, look, let's take a quick break because I think it's time for a little um, laugh. And uh, at this time of the show, I play a segment from Mighty Mo. Mighty Mo! When we left Mighty Mo last time, he was about to be overrun by Jews. Oh, what a terrible fate. Jews running riot in the streets, waving their Torahs, demanding death to all followers of Mighty Mo. Yeah, right. Ah, Mighty Mo is not afraid of this great crowd of one. What do you want, you circumcised son of a goat? Oh, that's just my full-length mirror I'm looking at. Ho, 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 ho. Where is the door to this great tent? Ah, oh, who put that coffee table there? Who's there? Oh, it is I, almighty oh mole. Fizzy muggles. The mendacious, grievance-mongering takia artist and lying Muslim scumbag, as one of my fans so beautifully described me. Well, come in if you can find the door. Damned if I can. Or beatings and hallucinations, almighty oh mole. Yes, yes, yes. Get to the point, man. What is it you want? Oh, great and mighty Mo. I come with, uh... Who did you come with? Where is she? No, 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 mendacious and grievous mighty Mo. I mean, I bear great tidings. What news is this that you interrupt the crowd of Jews outside clamoring for my head? Oh, why, sir... O bloodsucker, and destroyer of thousands at a single blow, our biggest enemy, Tim Burton, is on trial this week in a far-off land called UK. UK, UK, what sort of a name is that for a country? Oh, I do not know, great and murderous one, but it must be a mighty country indeed, for they have their own laws, and even a queen! A queen? Are they all gay over there? It would appear so, wise of... Oh, shut up with the superlatives and get on with your news, you whining, whinging windbag. 
Oh, my abject apologies. Oh, uh, this enemy, Tim Burton, is on trial for telling the truth about me. What? We can't have that. Next thing we know, the dirty infidels will be demanding that we give back all the halal tax money we have taken from them. <laughs> oh, this is so true, Almighty Mo. We are in grave danger. Without the money we steal by charging all infidels to eat food blessed by our imams, who demand great sums for the privilege, we will not be able to carry on our jihad. Oh, sex-crazed mighty Mo, what if we cannot ascend to heaven to take possession of our fifty-two virgins? It's not fifty-two virgins anymore, you mendacious ignoramus. I have done a deal with our great Allah, and we can have seventy-two virgins now. Yes! Oh, great and mighty Mo, this is wonderful news indeed. Oh, but I worry. What are you worried about, you simpering son of a mongrel dog, Fizzy? You are always worried. Why, even my fifteenth wife, Fatty, uh, Fatima, worries less than you do, and she is in my bad books at the moment for refusing to have sex with me. What is the world coming to when a seven-year-old refuses to satisfy her husband? Oh, mighty Mo, I worry, oh great and splendiferous mighty Mo. What will we do for eternity after our seventy-two virgins are no longer virgins? Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. I will have to consult with the great Allah. While our two mendacious, mother-frothing, meandering, moonstruck monsters ponder this great theological question, the Jews are clamoring at the door of Mighty Mo's tent. Will they finally break down the door and rampage through Mighty Mo's tent, destroying all they come across, just as he has done so often before, wherever he goes? Tune in next time to hear more adventures of... This is the Restore Australia Radio Show with your host Mike Holt and my, my guest today is Luke McKee. Uh, Luke, we were talking before about um, how even the Muslims themselves are um, talking about supporting gay marriage but against their religion. What's going on there? Um, no, he's not a real gay Muslim. Uh, I had the, I put the video on my YouTube channel before SBS censored it for Anne Lynn at SBS, whose first uh, post and story for SBS Dateline was how the whites minority in South Africa isn't being persecuted um, when, uh, by law in South Africa, a business will lose tax credits unless they have 90% black staff. Mm. So obviously, you know, obviously, you know, it's really rosy to be a, uh, a white person in South Africa, and that's a minority being discriminated against now. But it's politically correct to do that. And uh, I'm glad my um, sister married a uh, white South African refugee. Mm. Yes. Well, it looks like the whites are being put. Well, the the whites are being persecuted all over all over the world now. It's quite obvious that that's what's going on. It's just reverse racism, and uh, 
it's time that uh, we all turn around and start uh, stopping this. But this is happening. We find now that you know the activist groups that um, I work with, we're all starting to see a change in attitudes. Um, the killings in um, Paris and here in Australia now are starting to wake people up and they're realising that um, there's something very seriously wrong with our governments that are letting in these so-called refugees who are not refugees at all that, uh, with um, changing the laws to benefit minorities. Uh, this is all reverse racism and it's got to stop. We have worked very long and hard to stop racism against everybody and now all of a sudden that hard work is being turned against us Without, from our own, the, the good of our own hearts, is that uh, is that how you see it? Well, I can do an interesting tie-in here. Um, Donald Trump in America has said we can't have mass Muslim two hundred thousand uh, Syrian refugees if a, por a large portion of those refugees, like three percent of them being extremist jihadis. Would be an absolute nightmare, with it, and the FBI has no ability to vet it. Now, um, so that's got strong public support in America. His controversial comment there, no matter how much CNN and the leftist media tries to spin it. Now, the same can apply with homosexuals, mm. and this is what my dad's done equivalent argument to Donald J. Trump. What my father has said is he he's an engineer. He hasn't said anything, actually. He's just done what engineers and computer programmers do, mm. input, processing, output. The processing is maths. The input is government, uh, is government sources. Namely, um, all medical studies on this earth are catalogued by the U.S. Library of Congress PubMed medical website. Mm. And the most dominant, most study with the most citations that's middle of the road in my, my view on the topic of homosexuality and pedophilia talks about gay and heterosexual pedophiles there's no such thing as a separate class mm. as a pedophile contrary to political belief a fiction that the gay lobby is trying to create separating the two words anyone who says those two words together will be prosecuted as Gary Burns has said is his direct mission in a comment to the ABC regarding Christine Snit no the medical profession the doctors who know what they're talking about better than all the politicians on this uh, topic talk about androphiles and gynophiles and their medical words to describe gay and heterosexual pedophiles now um, that study is by uh, Jay Ford from the University of Toronto. It's the most cited one, the most citation in other medical journals on earth. It's the most respected. It's not a cherry-picked medical study. But you can find medical studies for everything, including a medical study done by in Australia by Monash University saying <laughs> lesbian teenagers have a bigger problem with pregnancy. <laughs> Explain that one because lesbians are more promiscuous with men than women. <laughs> I mean, so uh -huh. anyway... Excuse me? That's true. That's been the Guardian. Oh, dear me. Monash. Anyway. Our universities have really got a lot to answer for, haven't they? Oh, yes. Oh, we're going to get into that. Mm. So, um, well, my dad's a university lecturer, and he did all this work creating a course for university for chemical engineering, a practical course, and they pushed him out. Not completely, though. He still works for 
a um, a clean coal project on the side. I won't name it. I won't name it. the university. The same, and the, um, the the judge that's prosecuting him also goes to this university, the University of New South Wales. So it is a small world. Mm. Anyway, um, so my dad's point was linking to this study, the most respected study on earth. That the Australian, I've been complaining for many years that the Australian Bureau of Statistics isn't telling us how many people are gay. They've only been recording how many people are same-sex partnered. But now they have. And now they've released it. Homosexuals are 2.4% of the population, gay males uh, about 1.6, 1.7. Now, when you compare the ratio of homosexual pedophiles to heterosexual pedophiles from the most respected source on the medical profession, and you combine it with what the government says, my dad has put in his affidavits to the court, a homosexual is 10 times more likely to abuse a child. That's a medical government scientific fact. It's not hate speech, and it's exempt from the Anti-Discrimination Act because it's scientific discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, not all people want to say is hate speech, or they can call it hate fact. Like in Sweden, the government has made laws to not identify the number of blonde hair, long blonde-haired, blue-eyed Swedish women raped by Muslim men because that's a hate fact. Mm. It's a hate truth. Mm-hmm. You can't hate. You must hate, war against truth. No. War against reality, cultural Marxism. So, um, so my dad went against all, all that political agenda and, and being an engineer and having a scientific mind, put a comment on that causes anti-pedophilia. Facebook must stop distributing illicit images of children. And uh, Woman's Day just wrote an article, or Woman's Weekly just put something on their website. I found by chance, saying the story titled, "Do you know your daughter is into?" 12-year-old rough sex. Put it into Google, Women's Weekly, Your Daughter, 12-year-old rough sex. And they're, gonna, they're saying that rape is unwanted sex and all parents have to be comfortable with your, their children's Facebook collecting all their um, homemade child porn sex pics that young kids are sending each other these days is part, part of the modern courtship ritual and we have to change for the times. As Gary Burns says, it's not 1980 or 1970 or the 1900s it's 2010 get with the now you have to love that facebook's collecting child porn well some people don't and there's a two million page two million people assign that causes petition that my dad did his one paragraph offensive comment you link to the video about mark newton peter trong you can actually see it for for yourselves what he actually said mm-hmm. on his own scribed page s C-R-I-B-D dot com slash smoke haze as one word. My, my, my blog, Victims of Gay Bullying, was shut down because Gary Burns claimed Digital Millennium Copyright Act of, um, a, a, of, a, of a PDF of his entire Facebook going back three years where he threatened to kill the head of state of Ghana, which can allow, can allow extradition, and he threatened to kill by name misspelt name because the ABC misspelled it where he got it from the ABC who incited uh, homosexual extremist terrorist acts of Gary Burns threatening to kill the female head of Occupy Pedophilia St. Petersburg who are heroes in St. Petersburg. The mayor of of St. Petersburg says homophobia is a wonderful thing indeed and what this group does is an education campaign a harm minimization campaign 
they pretend to be young 13, 14 year old boys on the internet in Russian and invite gay, invite gay men to have speak them in public with the, with the intention of having sex. Mm. The same thing the police do to trap pedophiles and they're primarily an anti-pedophile organisation but all the gay rights groups says they're anti-gay square brackets pedophiles so they must be stopped and they're hate criminals who bash up pedophiles. Pedophiles must not be bashed. We the gay lobby love child sex. And it gets pretty extreme. Uh, Alex Greenwich MP, who Gary Burns is campaigned for because he was a former staff member for, for Clover Moore. Um, well, and you know, Gary Bur- I, I can't help oh, yeah. feeling that, uh, you know, the, the gays who are not pedophiles, and I'm sure that's the majority, must be feeling very, very um, confused and upset with all of this business because they're being, they're being lumped in with the pedophiles um, just because they're gay. This just doesn't seem right to me. Well, it's, here's the thing. These gay activists have ruled in court, if you vilify a gay pedophile, you vilify all gays. Therefore, the New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Board and five judges have ruled that gays and pedophilia are inclusive of each other because if you, you can't vilify a gay pedophile because he's identified as gay. We could spin it another way. If you go on ABC saying, I'm a gay activist, and then you rape a kid, no one can say it's wrong you raped a kid because you're a gay activist. So gay activists can do no wrong. And five judges, and my dad's case is still running, kind mm. of, because what the judges can do, they can say, this is a reserved decision. What's a reserved decision? That's when we make you wait for up to two years to tell you if you're innocent or guilty. Mm. <laughs> and while they and, make up uh, their minds. Oh, well, yeah, but they've already made up their minds in a sister case. John mm. Christopher... Sunhole, Spanish surname, has been targeted by the gay lobby. We mentioned him earlier briefly. His crime is a crime of linking to my YouTube channel. What is what did he link to? This link is a crime to link to, according to the government. And it's not that bad, really. Tiny, you are. I'm going. I can give you the, it's the most popular video on my YouTube channel. So if you're afraid of a tiny URL link, just go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash H-O-J-U-R-U-K-U, which means Aussie Luke in Korean. That's how they bastardize my name. It's just because their phonics is different. Anyway, it's tight. if you go to the Ostley Australian Legal Information Database, it's the Google for case law in Australia, Okay. Costly. Every lawyer uses it every day. Now, if you type in there, tinyurl.com slash ABC plugs pedos, the New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Board has ruled that linking to this video is a crime and you will be not only liable for some things I put in the YouTube description of this video, which was produced by ABC 730 report by a lesbian journalist, Caro Meldrum Hanna, also involved with Four Corners. That name may ring a bell because she just ran a, a walkley for her Greyhound story. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's your girlfriend's Lisa. I've got the photos of them cuddling. She's a lesbian. Mm. And she doesn't want to tell the Australian public that they're published gay marriage activists. And Kerry O'Brien, the former head of Four Corners, said the actions of these two men do not reflect on the gay marriage debate. So gay marriage activist raping kids has no, and all of NAMBLA and all of boy lovers wanting to get custody of young little boys 
to lock in their dungeon has nothing to do with gay marriage. I'm going back to what I said about Trump before. Sometimes discrimination against a minority, which it has not all gays, but a, la a larger tendency of them, has a proclivity towards pedophilia. The same argument Trump made, my dad made. Mm. It's a child safety issue. Yes. The fact that medical, that every mother in Australia who has the left side of their brain working, the scientific side of their brain, has seen, this, has seen the, the hardcore statistics most respected from all of medicine combined with government population statistics that tells them that they need to be 10 times more worried about leaving a gay man they don't know well alone with a child. Mm. That, that, that's, a, that's a hate fact, but it's still the truth. It's still the statistics. Now, also, according to Bravehearts, based in Queensland from Hetty Johnston, 38% of all child sexual abuse victims are male, mm. and of which only 10% of those are abused by female pedophiles. So, say, let's say 35%. That means that 1.4% of the population, because only, only someone who's a gay pedophile can do active sodomy with a, with a young child, can do it, right? So 1.4% mm. of the population is doing 35% of all the child sexual abuse in Australia, according to the fact sheet from Bravehearts Australia, one of the world's most respected anti-pedophile charities who have close dealings with the police. Now, that is a cause for concern. Absolutely. Should we put the needs of the gay men to get custody of kids and gay adoption, just like the Greens pushed through in Victoria, and now the Greens are going for all religious exemptions? We'll address that question in a few minutes, Luke, but right now I'd like to play a song, which seems kind of appropriate, actually. It's uh, Dire Straits singing Brothers in Arms. Battle is 
This is the Restore Australia show with your host Mike Holt and my guest is Luke McKee who is a uh, a fighter against pedophilia. Before the uh, song we were talking about the number of um, sex offenders in Australia. You said 38% of all sex offenders are male. Is this correct? Yes, so with that being the fact, the average mother needs to be 30 times more concerned about the welfare of their child if the child is left with a gay man they do not know well. That is a scientific argument that's backed up from government uh, statistics and the most respected medical study on earth on the topic. And that's why we need to have freedom of speech to put the needs of children before the needs of the gay lobby. Absolutely. One of the needs of the gay lobby is to persecute religion. Hmm. They have, we, know all, we, can, we can go on for hours about all religious types being persecuted by gay activists. It, it, it's unbelievable. We've been in America, you had uh, a Christian bakery, two lesbians had Lambada legal on their speed dial, walked into the only Christian bakery with Bible verses on their website. I've researched this. I've seen it. The judge is a gay judge who's appointed by uh, Basic Rights Oregon who calls Obama's main fund bundler, Terry Bean, a queer hero who was charged this, this year with sex with a 14-year-old boy. Obama praised him at, on his official White House channel in his 2008 HRC speech, where he also said, we will change immigration laws so gay men with AIDS can emigrate to America and my Obamacare will keep them alive. And if we can't afford to keep everyone alive, well, then there's death panels. I'm just added that little bit for dramatic effect. But you get the idea. And this, this guy, Terry Bean, set up the Gay Victory Fund. And Alex Greenwich MP, who got the New South Wales Parliament to praise the uh, first gay man to be divorced in England, Bishop Jean Robinson, to welcome him and praise him. And he almost divided the Anglican Church. And he reads Obama's prayer, Easter prayer breakfast. I mean, these are the kinds of political people that are ru- the leaders of the free world now. And people have to wake up to the fact. Now, the really scary, the really scary thing about religious persecution is the Greens are trying to make these laws even more draconian. Right now, it's legal to vilify a disabled Vietnam War veteran. Did you so say illegal? It's legal, L-E-G-A-L, uh-huh. to vilify people of disability in New South Wales. Mm. The only p- protected status are those who have AIDS, those who are gay, those who are transgender is the latest one. And the Anti-Discrimination Board has tried 70 times to refer complaints for serious homosexual vilification to the Attorney General. Three of those times were against John Sunhol, who is not... And um, who is not anyone that extreme. In fact, he's a nobody, and his, his grammar issues, his writing issues with his blog, I'm surprised anyone reads him. He's only been used to fabricate case law so the queers can go after bigger fish. David Shoebridge, MP, skipped a morning of Parliament before the votes to actually come in with Gary Burns. Gary Burns has vilified yours truly, and also you, on his blog. And he is closely affiliated with the Greens. Now, the Greens are making their big move now. In Victoria, there was a case that went to the High Court of Australia. 
Gary Burns gets free taxpayer-funded lawyers from the Public Interest Law Clearinghouse, now known as uh, Justice Connect, I think, and their sister, sister organisation, PIAC, Public Interest Advocacy Centre, or PIAC News on Twitter. These PIAC News taxpayer-funded experimental law, as they say on their YouTube channel, uh, queer lawyers who enable this religious persecution uh, at, at the highest level. One example is Way Out versus Christian Brethren. Way Out is also known as Cobram Youth Services. What they did is they wanted to have a gay child, under 16-year-old sex education sleepover session on church land at a Christian conference centre, Phillip Island Adventure Resort. There's a video from the ABC I've archived on my YouTube channel three, three or four years ago about this from Stateline Victoria, and I titled it Gay Men uh, Want Gay Mentors Want a Sleepover with Kids on Church Land. And this went to the High Court of Australia, a panel of seven judges ruled that a Christian conference centre where children pray is not a place of worship. So now, legally speaking, the religious exemptions, Australia-wide, that exist now, the Greens are trying to remove in Victoria, samhiggins.com even has the draft of the new bill with it all repealed, only currently apply to places of worship i.e. the altar in a church. So it will become illegal for all Christian denominations to refuse to do a gay marriage. Yeah. Now, before you start laughing and saying, ha, 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 this won't happen, Gary Burns, may fund, a man who donates money to Gary Burns, Gay Dads on Twitter, who's calling my father a pedophile, which of course he's not, on his Twitter account to his 300,000 bought and paid for Twitter followers that Gary Burns refers to in his emails and his blog all the time going, ha, 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 he's even emailing my dad to all his friends saying he's a kiddie rapist and his buddy is contacting all my dad's business associates and the University of New South Wales saying he rapes children. But that's lawful ha hate speech. Mm. It's lawful harassment because gays are exempt from the Anti-Discrimination Act. You can't complain about that to the Anti-Discrimination Board because he's gay. Mm. He's allowed to say you're Kitty Fiddler. But you say it back to him, you're off to jail because that's equality. One law for them, another law for us. We'll have to leave it there, Luke, because we've uh, run out of time, I'm afraid, on the show. But thank you very much for coming in. It's been a real pleasure, and I'm sure our listeners have found it very educational. Uh, some of the things you've been talking about have just been very, very disturbing. And, of course, this underlines the reasons why we need to bring in citizens-initiated referendums so that it's time for us to make the politicians accountable to we the people. And until that happens, we will continue to see the law abused and broken and nobody is accountable. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you again next week. But before I go, a Merry Christmas to you for tomorrow. And stay safe, drive carefully, don't drink and drive, and come back again for the next show. Looking forward to the new year. Bye for now. This is the Restore Australia radio show with your host Mike Holt, signing off. Until next time. 
And here's a message to Islam. You can try to deny us our freedoms and our rights. You can try to impose your idiotic ideology on us, but you never will because we believe in freedom and we will fight you to your death. Thank you.